0: we confess together in the words of Psalm 124, verse 8, that our help is in the name of the Lord who has made heaven and earth. And our Lord greets us with these words from the book of Romans. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As we continue now in the worship of the Lord our God, let us sing together Psalter Selection 48, the first six stanzas. Psalter Selection 48, the first six stanzas, and let us stand to sing. reading is from Exodus chapter 20, where we read together the law of the Lord our God. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 20 and give your attention to the reading of the word of our Lord. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's and let us now respond to the reading of God's Law, singing together Psalter Selection 236. And let us again stand to sing if we're able, singing Psalter Selection 236, all stanzas. turn with me further in the word of God to Genesis chapter 18. To Genesis chapter 18. And we hope to read together for this of the first scripture readings connected with our message this morning. Genesis 18 verses 16 through 22. We find here that in the context of the Lord going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. That is his great purpose. He will reveal it to Abraham, as the text says, because he will command these things unto his children. We hope to consider this in connection with our second reading from Second Peter chapter 2 and the importance of teaching our children about the seriousness of God's judgments. Well, hear now the word of the Lord our God. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, And do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abram stood yet before the Lord. Now please turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 2. To 2 Peter chapter 2, where we find our further guidance and interpretation of what the Lord is doing in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. 2 Peter chapter 2. And as we read this portion of God's word together, please give special attention to the fact that Sodom and Gomorrah are given as ensamples, or we could say examples, that we ought to learn from. We'll hear now the word of the Lord our God, now from Second Peter chapter 2. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their principles, or rather their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they, with feigned words, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but save Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that afterward should live ungodly. And delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation or lifestyle of the wicked. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not rallying accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption." and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way, and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak, Great swelling words of vanity they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. And thus far our reading of God's word. And may the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ add his blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Before we come to the Lord our God in prayer, just a couple of brief announcements. You'll find in the bulletin, uh, additional insert with some of the proposed items for the upcoming mail members meeting. If you have any further items for the mail members meeting, please send them to me at your earliest convenience so we can organize the agenda for the mail members meeting. Also, you may have noticed if you are a male member with us, some emails regarding some possible discussion and work that our neighbor would like to do on the property The question being, is it his property or our property regarding a tree and cutting it down to build a garage? There's been some documents circulated giving the exact dimensions of our property and then further even the shape and the outline of it. Lord willing, we as male members at some point today, perhaps after lunch, will need to briefly discuss whether or not we would like to give permission to our neighbor, assuming the tree he wishes to cut down is on our property. We'll have to discuss that and make a decision. Well, that ends our announcements this morning. Now let us come before the Lord, our God, in prayer. Our Lord and our God, our great heavenly Father, thou indeed, Lord, who art in charge of all things, and thy Son, our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ, thou who art enthroned at the right hand of thy Father, and thou indeed, who doth reign even now. Lord, we come before thee, and we pray for the presence of thy spirit to be with us, to guide us, to help us, and to lead us in the way of truth. Heavenly Father, help me to preach the word of God with clarity and simplicity. And would we, Lord, as thy people, be hungry to hear it, especially as we see our need as the spirit would teach us. Lord, we live in the midst of wicked times, And we indeed, Lord, have wicked hearts. And apart from the work of thy grace in us, apart from that indwelling spirit, we confess, Lord, there is nothing good. But what a blessing, Lord, that when that spirit does work savingly in the hearts of thy people, Lord, thou dost bless, thou, Lord, doth direct, and truly it is thy kingdom coming. And, Lord, would we be like Abraham this morning, And would the Lord say of us that we would teach our children of his great works and judgments, that we, Lord, through the fear of judgment and the importance of the gospel, would turn to thee in repentance and faith and turn our backs on wickedness. Help us, Lord, not only to hear the warning of Sodom and Gomorrah, but help us, Lord, to speak it to those around whom we live. Lord, we live in a wicked age where some of the very same sins that is evident in the lives and thoughts of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, those same sins, Lord, are celebrated even among us in this nation and indeed even in those nations who used to be Christians. Lord, during the daytime, there are parades of wickedness. We have even during the daytime and in public squares Wickedness being put on display to our children, even seeking to allure them away from the simple truths of God's word and things of common sense and evident reason. Help us, Lord, to stand against these things, to be brave, to be bold, and to not fear what men may do. Help us, Lord, in that way to be like Lot, who told his neighbors indeed not to do so wickedly. We pray as well, Lord, for Thy hand of care over our world as we see so many fearful events going on round about us. Continued war between Russia and Ukraine, the passing, Lord, of Queen Elizabeth II and the ascension of Charles Third. Lord, Thou hast used Queen Elizabeth to keep back the country of England. Indeed, Lord. Perhaps throughout the Commonwealth to keep back sin and evil, as she provided a check on these things in the culture of the Kingdom of Britain. But now, Lord, as Charles III has ascended, Lord, what wilt thou do? Will thou hand us over as a world to just judgment? Will he now open the floodgates of sin with royal approval into and over the people? whom he has authority. We pray, Lord, that would change his mind and heart, that thou, Lord, would regenerate and revive him, even as he has recently spoken thy name and taken oaths to protect the church. We pray, Lord, he would mean them and that he would take steps, Lord, to rebuke the sin in the kingdom over which he has been placed. And we think, Lord, today of September 11 and the terrible things that have happened. Remember those, Lord, who are mourning the loss of life. Remember those who worked and served to seek to save lives, even in the midst of such horrible tragedy. We pray, Lord, that we would be sensitive, that we would be thoughtful, that we, Lord, would place our hands in our bosom, and as we see the sins of men, would it be as we would see our own sins, We would look to thee for strength, for help, and deliverance. So many of us, Lord, remember after those tragic events, how there seemed to be a softening, even a reviving. As people spoke again of, in God we trust, and there was at least an outward looking for hope in thee. We pray, Lord, that would revive us again, but would it be in truth? that the Spirit would do His work and that we would stand against wickedness and that we would name the name of Christ, that we would not just, Lord, simply speak what is common sense or what is clear in reason or even according to natural knowledge or natural revelation, but rather, Lord, we would speak the gospel and the need to obey the King of Kings to honor His law and come to Him in repentance and faith. For, Lord, truly we are worthy to be broken as potsherds. For, Lord Jesus, thou doth rule as king over all. We pray for Jagger Sylvie that thou would continue to help him as he recovers from surgery. We pray for those with illnesses. Remember as well those who are tired. Continue to keep, Lord, those who are looking for a place to live and provide a place for them quickly. We pray for those waiting for their homes to sell and we ask the sales would be sure and continue, Lord, to provide for us day by day. Even as thou hast taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. So now as we continue in worship, bless our gifts that we hope to give, continue to guide and establish thy people, Lord, everywhere and lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Heavenly Father, we ask these things in the name of thy Son, our Savior. Amen. As we continue now in the worship of the Lord our God, you'll have an opportunity to give your tithes and offerings, and then we will sing together Psalter Selection 213, stanzas one through three. very interesting question to ask, and maybe it's one of those questions that we don't ask because the answer seems entirely self-evident. Why did the Lord destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Why did he do it? Maybe the answer simply is in our minds, well, because they were so horrendously wicked. They had it coming. But how much wickedness do we see around us, maybe in our hearts, maybe if we look back through history, and God didn't give what the people had coming. Why Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, the scriptures tell us, as we were reading from Second Peter chapter 2, verse 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly lives. He gives a warning, an example. Turn away from your sin, turn away from your ungodliness, or this will happen to you. But that's not the only example Peter gives in Second Peter Chapter 2, the first one wasn't Sodom and Gomorrah. The first one was the flood. And he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. But then, moving from those two examples of earth, there's one from heaven. And verse 3, and through covetousness shall they that feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now the a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, notice how that works the present reality of judgment, the example of the angels, the example of the flood, and the example of Sodom and Gomorrah. The chapter went on to develop this and the great warning it brings. But as we read from Genesis chapter 18, we were told why the Lord reveals his plan to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah to Abraham. In chapter 18, beginning of verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing that which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord and do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. Later on, then Abraham will go on and intercede. But notice here, he will tell them of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed. And God says, I must tell Abram my friend this. Why? Because he will tell his children. So they will be just and live righteously according to my law. Abraham, who trusted me and that faith was accounted as righteousness, will train his children but it is in the context of seeing the judgment. For those of us who are parents, for those of us who are grandparents, for those of us who may one day be parents, and children, whether you are adult children or very little children, we must hear the warning of Sodom and Gomorrah. We must heed the judgment of the Lord our God all too often in the world today, there seems to be a twofold error in the church. We look at the sinful, wicked world, and the church says, Well, let's be like that. Let's embrace homosexuality, what God calls abomination. Let's embrace this transgender ideology. Let's forget the Bible made God male and female, man and woman, and say there are as many genders as you want there to be. The church is embracing that today. Whether it is an outright embracing and validation of rank sin, or whether it is silence, silence and complicity. Sometimes done in the very name of mercy. But on the other end, there's the other error. Where we think we are the church. We're the ones that have it all figured out. We're right. Look at all those horrible, evil people. They're all so bad and so wretched and so evil. They're not like us. And all of a sudden, in the thinking of the church... In the actions of the church, in the prayers of the church, what becomes evident is not the spirit of the publican, God be merciful to me a sinner, but the spirit of the Pharisee who sits in judgment, taking the place of God and despises other sinners. Both these extremes, both these mistakes are horribly wrong. Rather, what we must do is see sin for what it is. And teach our children. Take the warning, the ensample, the example God has given in Sodom and Gomorrah. And warn not only the ungodly that we see outside the church, but making sure we are training our children in the fear of the Lord. That we are warning of them of the just judgment of God. That we would be ready for his coming. Because being born in a Christian family, going to a Christian church, does not equate to being born again by the power of the Spirit. Having the sign of baptism, like the sign of circumcision, guaranteed the salvation of no individual, but was a picture that God would save his people, any sinner that would come to him in repentance and faith. So it is essential it is essential that we as parents, that we as a church, heed the example of Sodom and Gomorrah and teach our children. Perhaps you have a question though. You think 2 Peter chapter 2 said that's for the ungodly. But we in the church, we are the godly. We are the righteous. It's important to remember if by the grace of God we are righteous in Jesus Christ, that was not anything we ourselves had done. And it's important to remember the force of that word example, because that's what Sodom and Gomorrah is throughout Scripture. Please open your Bibles and let us just walk through some examples of the word of God. We're going to set aside this morning the examples of Sodom and Gomorrah, and there are several as a warning of judgment to the ungodly strangers of God's people and his grace. But there are several passages that are a warning to those who have least outwardly partaken of those special privileges, just like we saw as we read together 2 Peter chapter 2. In 2 Peter chapter 2, that same emphasis was very, very clear. We read together after the warning given about the impending judgment and how the Lord didn't spare the angels, didn't spare the people in the time of Noah, didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah. How the Lord says so strikingly, in verse 21 of second Peter chapter 2. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. And then those famous words. But it happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. This warning, as we'll see, comes to those who say they are God's people. Those who are his ring. And as a parallel, those who are the church. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 29. Deuteronomy chapter 29. This example is quite striking if the Lord gives us ears to hear it. The people in Deuteronomy in the context of chapter 29, are being warned as they go into the land. These are the people of Israel that the Lord will bring into the land, not those who have died in the wilderness for their wickedness and judgment. But as Deuteronomy at verse 10 begins... Ye stand this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your captains of your tribes, your elders, your officers, with all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in thy camp, from the hewer of the wood unto the drawer of thy water, that thou shouldst enter into covenant with the Lord thy God, and into his oath, which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day. Not just like their forefathers, they must be in this covenant with God. That thou shouldst enter into the covenant with the Lord thy God and into his oath which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day. That he may establish thee today for a people unto himself and that he may be unto thee a God as he hath said unto thee and as he hath sworn unto thy fathers to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, but with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him that is not here with us this day. As this chapter develops and speaks of God's work, verse 18 lest there should be you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root and beareth gall and wormwood and it come to pass that he heareth the words of this curse, but he bless himself in his heart. He deceive himself and think this would not come upon him Saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imaginations of mine heart, to add drunkenness to thirst, to go from bad to worse as you are deceived, thinking, oh, I am fine, when in the end your wickedness would find you out. The Lord will not spare him, but then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man and all the curses that are written in the book shall lie upon him. And the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord shall separate him unto evil, to bad things, out of all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in the book of the law. So that the generation to come of your children that shall rise up after you, and the stranger that shall come from a far land shall say, when they see the plagues of that land and the sickness which the Lord hath laid upon it, and that the whole land thereof is brimstone and salt and burning that it is not sown nor beareth nor any grass groweth therein like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath it's coming to the people of Israel as they're going to go into the land warning them warning them to stay faithful to their God To turn away from wickedness. Or they will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Turn with me further to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 9. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 9. Where we find again very striking words. Where this warning about Sodom and Gomorrah is applied to the people of Israel. Isaiah chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. It's calling the covenant people Sodom and Gomorrah. As we continue on, turn with me to Lamentations chapter 4, verse 6. Lamentations chapter 4, verse 6. Lamentations is the weepings of Jeremiah at the sin of the people. And in verse 6 of chapter 4, for the punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of the sin of Sodom that was overthrown and... Or rather, as in a moment, and no hands stayed on her. Worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 48. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 48 through 50. As I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom, thy sister, Hath not done she nor her daughters as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. We could continue on to add Old Testament examples. But now turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. And we could just as easily read Luke chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. Matthew chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Fits very well what the Lord said in 2 Peter chapter 2 about it being better for them not having heard. But then we continue on with the words of our Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you Had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works had been done in thee, had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. Turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. Particularly verses 25 through 33 is the context, but we'll just focus on verses 29 and 32. Luke chapter 17, and as our Lord Jesus is again bringing the warning of what will come and the judgment of God that will come, he says in verse 29, But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop that is his stuff in his house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not turn back. And then this short but amazing verse, which we hope to consider in our series through Genesis. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Romans chapter 9, verse 29. Romans chapter 9, verse 29. Quoting from Isaiah chapter 1, referencing back to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. In Romans chapter 9. And Isaiah said before, Except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom, and had been like unto Gomorrah. If it didn't depend on God's sovereign grace and his purpose according to election that it would stand, we would end up just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And then lastly, Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11. Perhaps one of the most fearful passages and references to the ensample that is Sodom and Gomorrah. Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 and 8. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Perhaps here, the most fearful of all, where also our Lord was crucified. The people who considered themselves the most righteous and the most holy were the ones that put Christ to death. And those who would consider them sons and daughters of Abraham, faithful Jews, are Sodom and Egypt. Why spend so much time going through the scriptures about Sodom and Gomorrah? And just to choose some of those passages that deal with the fact Sodom and Gomorrah is a warning, we could say, to Israel, to the church. Why do that? So we would understand right in the fullness of those words from Second Peter verse six about the example that it fits rightly with that example of Abraham. That we would tell our children of God's justice and his just judgment. So by the grace of God, we would come to him in repentance and faith. And we would be a part of that a blessed kingdom and the coming in of the rule of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who truly is the seed of Abraham. They were destroyed. So we would be warned and we would teach our children That is as the Lord told Abraham. Are we seeking to be faithful sons and daughters of Abraham? We are, by the grace of God, descendants of Abraham. If we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and if we do, we ought to be telling our children. We ought to be warning them. We ought to be instructing them. And if we're not, we have gone astray. Do not think that the sins that are in our hearts, that the sins that are evident in this world will not sweep upon us and our families if we do not warn them. We may live separate from the rest of the country. We may live separate from the rest of the world. We may think we are fine because we are insulated from that. But all the passages we read told us it is in us. It is in here. One of the early church fathers left Rome because of its wickedness. And he left Rome hoping to be delivered from that wickedness. And then he realized Rome was in his heart. We must teach our children. We must tell them of the horrors of sin. We must read to them the history of Sodom and Gomorrah. Note the parallels of our own day and what will happen If we do not turn to him in repentance and faith as well. This is what the Lord told Abraham. This is what the Lord told Abraham. And if there is no understanding of God's justice and righteous condemnation for sin. There will be no deliverance as one is driven by the law to take hold of Christ in the gospel. He says he will tell them what he will do. Seeing Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord and do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring unto Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Now the kingdom is already come. The king is already Done his work and deliverance and is reigning in heaven. But we are his followers. We are his seed. As he who is simply the reality that Abraham pointed to. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we do not put our faith in him. And as he calls us. If you love me, keep my commandments. If we will not train our children and live holy in this world, confronting sin while we find it, rather than running from it, what will come? The witness to our Lord will be diminished. And if we will not stand, if we will not obey, if we will not out of love and thankfulness for what he has done and out of the righteousness we have in him do good works in service, even as righteous Lot told the men round about him of their wickedness, if we will not do such things, we run the risk of the same fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Just like Israel was in the Old Testament who boasted in a righteousness but had none. And just like we are warned in 2 Peter chapter 2, that it would not be worse for us in the end. This is what the Lord has shown us throughout the pages of Scripture. Through what he says will come. Whether we see it in Second Peter or whether we see it in the book of Revelation. Do you see it in your own heart? That you must teach your children these things? That you must teach your children these things? Maybe you think, yeah, but it's hard to do. I don't don't want to explain Sodom and Gomorrah to my children. I don't want to talk to them about that sin. You have to. Of course, you have to do it age appropriately. You don't have to get into certain details at a certain age. But it's all around us. And it's coming for us. We should be the ones to tell our children about the right relationship between men and women. We should be the ones to open the scriptures with them and talk about the beauty of the relationship between men and women and Christ and his church. Lord willing, we hope to talk about that this evening. We should not only be telling them these things from the word, but modeling them for us in our families. So when they see the love between husbands and wives and they see the blessing children are and they feel the love and support in their families, they look at the wickedness of the world and the pleasure they want. They aren't deceived by it. That the Spirit has opened their eyes through the Word and by the grace of God, the message they see in our very actions. We must do it. How do we do it? How do we do it? Well, quite simply, we do it by honoring the Lord and keeping his commandments. That's what Abraham did. As the Lord told Abraham, and as the Lord has shown us, so must we do. Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation. I know That he will command his children and his household after him. That first. Command. Command. It is not simply a familiarization of concepts. It is not a reading of God's word and a hoping. We are to command them. Do this. Don't do that live this way, this is right, this is wrong. God will bless you when we are to command them. As husbands and fathers, we have authority. Authority to command. As wives and mothers, in the context of the authority of their husbands, they have authority to command. And boys and girls, the Lord Jesus has said, you are to honor your father and your mother and you are to obey your parents in everything. And When they command you about your need for repentance, when they command you about the horrible nature of sin that lives in every one of our hearts and seems to be growing round about us in this world, listen to them. Listen to them. Maybe you think, I try to listen, but I can't. I forget. I get distracted. Pray. Lord, help me to hear. Help me to listen. Teach me to obey. If you pray and ask God those things, He promises to hear. Rather, He promises not only to hear your prayer. But to answer it, God's never turned away any sinner of any age. You're not too young that would say, Lord, help me to obey Thee. The problem is we don't pray such prayers. We don't look to Him for the forgiveness of our sins and the power of His Spirit to obey. We must command. Boys and girls, you must Obey. And notice how it continues. They shall keep the way of the Lord. When we command, you obey. The Lord's will and way will be manifest in this world. Do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And what was that? He shall surely become a great and a mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. But let us be very clear. We are not saying if we do this, the church will grow really, really, really big. She might. But the church will grow really, 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 really strong. And that is a blessing. So when persecution comes, and they come after us, not because we didn't hide good enough, or because we knew our rights enough, or we stockpiled enough food, but when they come for us, we need not be afraid, because we are following the Lord our God. He will deliver us. He will help us. And though we lose our lives in His service, just like we read from the lips of our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, Though we be in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah, we will find our lives. Our children are simply on loan to us from him anyway. Our lives are simply gifts he's given for us to use in service of him. If he takes our lives, what is that? As fearful as it may sound, if he takes back his children, what is that? That is our blessed service to Him. As we follow our Savior, He who is greater than Abraham, and as His great plan is accomplished, as the guilt of Sodom and Gomorrah rises, even as she would persecute the church of the Lord, she will stand strong, she will bear witness, she will preach the truth. And we know as we do that, as has been happening since the times of our Lord Jesus coming and ascension, His church will grow. His church will grow. And all of His people will come in. What is the other choice? If we will not raise our children in the fear of the Lord, if we will not bring them to our Lord Jesus Christ, showing them the danger of sin and the justice of the judgment God will bring and why they need salvation in Jesus Christ, what will come? What will come on them is the same thing that will happen and has happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, to all of those who will not put their trust in Him. But what will happen? By the grace of God, what will happen is the kingdom of God will be built. The glory of the rule and reign of Christ enthroned will be magnified. Or quite simply, seeing that, shall surely become a great and a mighty nation. And shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, the scriptures clearly teach us of the example that Sodom and Gomorrah is for the wicked. Even Lord and the church, if there were not the movement of their spirit, we would be wicked and there would be nothing to cause us to differ. But Lord, out of thy grace, cause us to differ. Work in the minds and hearts of our families. Work in the minds and hearts of our children. And teach us, Lord, to train them. Teach us, Lord, to live in ways that are godly and set apart. Lest we become like unto Sodom and Gomorrah. We are no better than Israel. We are no better than Judah. But Lord, send thy spirit to work. Give wisdom to fathers as they command their households. And give wisdom, Lord, to mothers, as they command the children. We pray Thou would give our children ears to hear and that they would obey us as we seek to bring before them the word of the living God. Forgive us, Lord, for we have not done this as we should have. But praise be Thy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, will equip us. Heavenly Father, guide us as a congregation. And not only us, Lord, but thy people everywhere, especially our brothers and sisters, facing persecution for these things. And indeed, Lord, let the blood of the martyrs be as seen. Heavenly Father, we pray these things, asking them in Jesus' name alone. Amen.